Today is Friday, January 27th, 2023, and welcome to episode 28 of Rural Reliance with Kenny Couple. My name is Julia, this is my husband Aaron, and we are a small homestead family living in rural southwest Virginia who work every day on being more self-reliant. And I know Aaron is super excited about today's episode. This this is my um, bread and butter. <laughs> he could live off of this. So this is our final um episode of what we are planning in 2023 and this is our plants so our berries is it a final episode yeah it might might not be we might have another one (laughs) he's gonna have to sort through that one this is my final episode (laughs) to get ready of what we are planning in 2023 and this is going to be our berries and vines so we're calling this our plants uh episode so Let's preface this by saying that we already have quite a few berries and vine plants on our homestead already. Out of everything we grow. It's our most productive. It's our most productive. We can grow plants. Um, Eric, before we really started homesteading, we already had established blueberry bushes. Several, Mm -hmm. actually, on the property. How many would you say? Probably five or six? Um... Probably about eight. About eight. Yeah. And two of them are probably 20, 30 years old. Um, two of them are in the probably 35 plus range. 35 plus. And they're still producing. Now, they don't produce a huge amount, um, but they do still produce. We also have a wide variety of wild blackberries and raspberries on our property. Getting to them is a different story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, raspberry-wise, uh, we're talking about the the red ones. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot, a lot of people say, in our area, we call them raspberries, but a lot of people in other parts of the U.S. do not call those raspberries. I can't remember the term that they use for them, but they use something else for those. They're our wild variety uh, of those, and we usually can get you know, a good gallon production. If not more. If, well, that's just next to the house. That's well, Or easily accessible areas, yes. Um, the wild blackberries are harder. They're usually so small, you, you can't get a good amount from them. The red raspberries, we get a good amount. Yes. Um, and then over the years, this has probably been one of the areas that we've planted the most in. So we have grapes. Um, we also have gooseberries and jasta berries, which have turned out to be one of our favorites. Yes, um, they are have amazing taste to them. The only downfall of a gooseberry now are those thorns. Are its thorns? And we have a what's the other one that's a goose blue? Oh, it's an Orse eight. So it's a mix between the two. Uh, we haven't had anything from it yet per but se. But it's growing. But it's growing massively. So it's going to be getting propagated. Um, we also do. We have blueberries. We have lambberries, loganberries, and boysenberries. And we get a lot of production from these little areas in our um, berry patches. For yes. the, the logan and the boysen. Yeah, the logan and the boysen have been two very productive areas that we've had. Over the past few years, besides our blackberry ones, oh yeah, our blackberries. I mean, it's it's half the size of the others, but it has grown. It's it's a massive patch now. I mean, it's mad massive. We also have some black jewel, black raspberries. Mm -hmm. We have um, Anne's 
we have other blackberries, other we've, bla we've got some Marionberries, mm -hmm. Marionberries planted, um, and some other varieties of black raspberries as well. So we've got it, we have them spread across the property. So we have them in different areas. So we have several that are near the apple trees, and that's where right now we're getting the majority of our crops. Uh, but then we planted two more areas to extend our berry season. Mm -hmm. And what we are really looking to do right now with anything new that we bring onto the property is we're actually looking to fill in holes. Yes. Um, maybe if, uh, we can look at this two ways from filling in holes from, you know, hey, we've got room to put something there to, hey, this here is an early producer. We need something that's a mid and a late producer as well to keep the berry production for like black raspberries all year or blueberries all year during, you know, during the warm seasons. Right. So right now our our heaviest hitting picking season is what probably June June to, to August. To August. Yes. Um we usually start out first with we actually forgot to mention honeyberries. Um so we usually start out first with them and then it goes to the blueberries. And then from there um gummies are about in the same range. Well, that's more of a uh, I don't know. A shrub. Shrub. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say a, a, a berry producer, but it's, I mean, it is. I mean, if you look at it that and way. And it produces true. all year. No, no gummies. No, the gummy. Oh, that's the yeah. goji. You're thinking the goji berries. The goji produces all year. Yeah. Now, uh, then we'll go into the Logans. The and boysons. And black is, our blackberries are about our last producer at the moment. Uh, so we're trying to get some stuff after that. That's more in the later August to September range. Yes. So let's just go ahead and get started. Um, so this first one's not a berry, but it is something that we um, decided we needed to plant. And that's horseradish. <laughs> yes. Um, we're not horseradish fans, per se. No. Um, I hate horseradish sauce. It smells awful. All the stuff smells awful. But... but there's so many medicinal uses for it. So that's the only reason we're doing a small patch. And we've also heard, and we're willing to try to see if it will help keep small animals away. So it is not going in our garden. It will be getting its own little bed. And it is, you know, could do what it wants to do. But, I mean, it, it's, it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. It's so, a perennial. It's perennial. So, you know, if you needed food. You, it's an option. You couldn't you know. eat a lot of it, but it could probably flavor your food. Yes, yeah, you could use it as a flavor. You, uh, know. you might not want to eat it, but you could flavor your There's food. There's a lot of people like horseradish. There now. is, there <laughs> is. Um, then we also have our strawberries. So we have the green stalk. The green stalk planters. So these are vertical planters. They're massive. That sort of a circular, mm -hmm. you can think of it going up and getting smaller. Each, each one. No, up. no, each one doesn't get smaller. They're the same size all the way up. The one on top is smaller. Is it? it is. Oh, no, it is yeah, it's smaller just, for the water. They're, they're just, just angled okay. at a different way. So yep, they don't right. get smaller as they go up. It's not that kind of a tower. Each, each pot itself is the same size. And you could almost, not circular, think of it like a flower. Yeah. Because they snap, and then the next one snaps the other way. And then the next one snaps the other way. And we have one 
already, and we mm -hmm. ended up getting two more because of the success we've had with this one. Yes. And these are just for strawberries. These are just for strawberries for us. Yes. You can use them for other things. Yeah. But for us, we're just using them for strawberries. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what we bought them for, is to use for these strawberries. And, and the ones that we currently have in there are Seascape strawberries. And um, these, we've, we've tried strawberries two years now. We did mm -hmm. one in a little patch, and it did okay. We had a few to snack on. We did, um... But, you know, with strawberries on the ground, it's easy for stuff to overtake them. Yes, and that's what we were having a problem with. Right, so that's why we went the vertical route with these, and they can grow and hang down. And so, and they've done really well. I mean, they've we done had, amazingly. We, we've had a huge, I mean, we had a lot for our first year in yeah. the tower. Um, So I think we bought 50 plants. <laughs> no, no, we just had 25. Oh, th this, this year. year. Yeah, this year we bought 50. I think last year we just got 25. We did, we just got 25. Um. But with those, though, we were getting strawberries from, like, May? May, yeah. May to, I picked some after a frost. Even. In October. In October, yeah. Because that's when we had our first frost. So, and, and, and they were still good. And yes, they still tasted amazing. Like, I was expecting, oh, you know, I picked these here. These have came in after a frost. They're going to be hard or not flavorful. <laughs> they were just as sweet as some from the summertime. And they can get very big. Yeah. They can get very big. They can get to a really good size. Um, so they're summer fall. They're an ever bearing. So it's not one of those that mm -hmm. just comes in at one time. Um, so you go pick them all at once. We don't like that. We like to have a full season. And if I want strawberries to can and we have enough to can, then that's fine. But if we don't, I can always go buy some from our local um, farmer's market for us to eat. Um, they're day neutral and they're, they're very sweet. Yes. But not at first. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, you know, if it's where's your plants to begin with or mm -hmm. not, you know, uh, this year, but uh, at first they were a little tarter than they were, uh, toward the end of fall and other parts of summer, you know. But we really do like them. They're, oh, they they're were, really a good producer. They were amazing. And the place we get these are... Um, Norse Farms. Yes. So it, it's one for commercial growers mostly, but they do sell in some things in smaller quantities. But you have to try to get in early because mm -hmm. it will be gone. And this is one of those that we've, we've been using Norse for a while. We actually started using them for blueberries, right? Yes. So we got a lot of our... Um, Later. Late variety. So I have a, I guess we planted six, about eight late varieties from them two years ago mm -hmm. now. And these here are blueberries that are supposed to be like the end of August to September range ones. Yes. And these are like the last, you know, times blueberries would come in. You'll and, never see blueberry around. Right. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully to have a longer season for them. Um, then we also, th we got this for me. So I guess I should have started out saying, I'm not a berry person. <laughs> <laughs> I do not really care for blueberries. I can, I can eat it sometimes, but it, it's not my favorite. It's really not. But I love black jewel raspberries. Love them. They're one of my favorites. They're not my apps. That they were they're right there with another one. But I do love them. So we ended up getting the Mac Black Mac, Black Raspberry. Mac Back. Mac Back. Okay, Mac Back 
black raspberry. <laughs> I know, it's a mouthful. Um, we got it because it's actually supposed to come to season after the Black Jewel. Now, Black Jewels have an amazing flavor mm-hmm. and amazing taste. So if these are after season and they taste anywhere near as good as these, I'm going to be a happy camper. I will say they are a lot of work because they're so small. And dealing with the thorns. And dealing with the thorns. Because black raspberries, I've only seen one variety. And this is something that came out within the past year. We well, sell. we can't get it. We would pay for it, but we can't seem to find anybody that'll sell it. You saw it, but it was out of stock it, or it something. Was, well, I think it was actually like 40 bucks a plant. Too. I would pay 40 bucks a but, plant if it tastes good. But um, it didn't have um, thorns to it. But, you know, when we pick our black raspberries, I I call it suiting up. So I'm putting on um, pants. I have um, wrist guards. They're like I, metal. No, they're, those are the Kevlar ones. Yes, the Kevlar armbands, so that they don't cut my arms up, so I can get in there and pick a lot of these. So th- that's something I use heavily to pick black raspberries. Because I send him towards the back while I handle the front, because I will say our black raspberry bushes for the the. They are massive mm-hmm. for a black raspberry. We have, a, you could find a few out there that's wild. We have one or two, and a few spots are very hard to get to that are wild. And it's like a a vine, a cane. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you'll see is the like the one cane. You're not going to see this mess of black <laughs> raspberry vines we have growing mm-hmm. in this area. Um, but it's just one of my favorites, and I'm. I'm always looking to have a longer season of those because they're just, they taste so good. And then on top of that is the Ann raspberry. Yes. And and (laughs) I have nothing that I can tell you to even compare them to. Um, So the Ann's are a, think of them like a golden yellow color. Mm -hmm. And they are extremely sweet. They're so good. Now, they are very easy to, I guess you could say, fall apart. Mm-hmm. So They don't hold their shape well if they right. overripe. Yes. They, so, you've got to pick these when they're younger. So, so I always know when I'm picking them, if you touch them a little bit and there's a little bit of give to them, that's when you pull those. If it's got a little bit of hardness to them, you don't pull those. And... I will say we have tried to grow ants ever since we started. We have. Um, we wanted to try to get them going wild. We, we did. We put them in an area. Uh, raspberries grow. Where all the wild raspberries were thinking, hey, if we can get these going here, it might, you know, because they are a different time of year. They will come in later than the other raspberries. And we were hoping, you know, getting them in with those, we could have like, you know, a longer picking season for those. Those really never took off down in that area or... The deer. It, or if some... There's still... There, I think there's still some in that area, but we can't get to them before anything gets those off of those. Uh, where we have the ends now, uh, we have a fence row... Um, specifically for berries that they're growing in right now. So we're able to get them and we check them uh, daily or every other day. Yeah, when we're picking, it's it, and it depends on what when it is. It's either an everyday or every other day sort of picking thing. Um, but they're just, I, I can't, like you said, you can't describe the taste, but they're one of the cleanest, freshest, 
sweetest tasting berries you've ever tasted and i really do like this i would put this as one of our top favorite i would say it's one of aaron's favorites yes yes definitely <laughs> and then we are also doing currants so we have not actually tasted currants because you can't find them here yes uh it's not very popular in this area i know up north um it's very popular uh currants are and in europe mm -hmm. uh they're very popular um so we've we've got a few growing here and, and they've there. done really well they've they've done good you know and everybody talks about how easy they are to propagate and that's what we're looking for we're looking for plants that we can get started let them do their thing and then go ahead and propagate because we have a whole area we need to propagate <laughs> right yeah and to make into a food forest mm -hmm. and we um got some peak champagne and ravada so the ravada is they they sound like a, one of the more common ones. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's red. red. And the pink champagne, I really like the color, and they say it's nice, nice flavor, and I think it's going to make such a pretty jelly. Um, so, and I'm always looking for different flavors, different tastes, and those different varieties of you know any type of fruit or berry that we're picking. And again, easy to propagate. Everybody talks about how easy it is to make jellies and jams with them. So that's really what we're looking for those for. And um, then this is Erin's favorite, favorite fruit in the whole wild world. Blueberries. This is how I won his heart. <laughs> she she knew what to do. When she started making uh, blueberry items, you know, I was already hooked. Like the blueberry muffins I made them like week two. It was in. And then a blueberry, um, the frosting thing. The, the cake. Cream cheese thing. Oh, the yeah. cream cheese frosting. Yeah. Yeah, he likes that a lot too. So we do lots of, we already have lots of blueberries. We do. We average, uh, last year we probably had. Oh, I would say we have 15 to 20 gallons. Yeah, of, of blueberries I, that we picked. I had to give some away because we didn't have room in the freezer. But, but we will not have to do that this year. Right. Um, between freeze drying and... Um, canning. Canning. Because we, we did a lot of that afterwards. If you followed any of our things you saw where we canned a lot of our blueberries in there to have blueberry juice uh, as well to go with them. Well, we make syrups, but yep. also just canning the whole blueberry. Yep, that's, that's what the I'm talking goal. about. Um, for oatmeals or uh, there's like an oatmeal cake you can make. Um, that we really like. Um, you make that with blueberries and it's made with oatmeal and that that's it. It's not like a baked oatmeal, it's an actual cake. And Erin really likes that as well for breakfast. And they're not my favorite. I could eat them that way. <laughs> but um Erin does like them so this yeah, brand I, I can just I, I love putting fresh blueberries in my oatmeal. He does. Uh, that is one of my favorite things to do when it comes to that time of year is just having fresh blueberries and oatmeal as well. Um, but what we got to plant this year in the blueberries is the Chandler. And it's supposed to be the largest current blueberry on the market. And you're supposed to get four to six weeks of picking from one of these. So this is, this is huge. From one plant. From one plant. And... It's a mid to late season one. So we have a lot of early 
I planted a lot of light. We were a little lacking right there in the middle for some mid to late ones. So this is what's going in that place there to try to fill some of that in. Um, so like currently, um, we do have a, a couple lights last year that produced some. The pink shift, the pink lemonade. I'm, I have mixed feelings about the pink lemonade blueberries. Um, they don't, I feel like they don't ripen good. Um, they still stay green. The, like part of them will still stay green. And it's hard to tell when they are ripening up. Those are, I mean, the plants are doing amazing, but they're not one of my favorites. Per and se. they're not producing very good. Right. I mean, we're getting just a few off of it, you know, nothing. N nothing like nothing some of, of our quantity. others. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting, you know, a cup off of it per se. Or, you know, or gallons like some of our other uh, blueberry bushes. Um, but we have three full rows right here in this one area at the moment. And then we've got that new late season area we put in plus the two old uh, ones in the other area. Uh, one of them is very on the edge of quitting to produce. But the other one's still doing okay. But it has very small berries on it. Yes, and and we we will leave those till they're gone because these are actually the, the berries don't taste as good as the others. Uh, no, not nowhere ver near it. Very tart. Very very tart. But the birds attack these more than they do our other plants. Yes. So it's, they like them better. They like them better. So they will eat some of these, but for the most part. We've not had as much... It's not like our gomies bushes. Right. Nothing like our gomie bushes. Like our gomies, if we don't get those covered, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. The birds get them instantly. Like as soon as the berry comes on. It doesn't even have to be red. They're gone. Yeah. Um, but the blueberries down in, under the apple trees, it's like they're attracted to those so much more than they are the others. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something, again, we have a few of these items we have planted many times and it's not been successful rhubarb is one of them but we were successful last year but um <laughs> we, when we had uh well issues with our water the guy was needing to turn where the rhubarb was so i had to clean it up um i did try digging it up and putting it in little pots and putting it back later. I don't, I don't know if it'll do anything or not from that. Uh, still to be determined. That's why we put out a little bit more in that same location now, hoping that, you know, we don't have to have any more well issues in that same location for another 15, 20 years. You know? Hopefully. And we do the common McDonald's. Yeah. Rhubarb. And, I mean, it grows here. We know it grows here. Mm -hmm. Aaron's aunt and uncle, it grows right down the road. Yep. Right down the road. We just can't get it to grow here. Right. <laughs> like, and, and we think the reason we have it, because where we put it before was in pure sun. Y yes, and closer to the greenhouse. It was which, very close to the greenhouse. Right, which might have burned it up. It got way too much sun on that. Yeah. Whereas where we put it here, it's in shade the later half of the day. Right. Now, favorite berry for me 
is gooseberry. I thought it was black raspberry. I like the black raspberry. <laughs> I like them both. You remember when she said she didn't like berries? I didn't, but I like these. <laughs> but you don't get these at the grocery store. Yeah. Um, so we had a few areas where we had some gooseberries that either didn't make it. Or no, no, this was just extra room we had extra room. here. Yeah. Um, so we actually ended up putting in some more gooseberries. Mm -hmm. And even Aaron, I think he was surprised with how well he likes gooseberries. Yep, yep. And where we have them, I don't know if we'll let these get massively huge. Yes, yeah, so we have them in between our deer fencing. So in between the the outer row and the guard. I mean, you can look at it at the same way of like it's extra protection when you got those thorns in there too. But... So my goal before we put the fencing up was to have a living hitch. Yes. That was the goal, but it wasn't growing fast enough to keep the deer out. No. And we're planning on using this area as a chicken run right. for meat birds. So I know I can't get these too big, but my goal is to propagate. And because I really do like gooseberries, they are thorny. And the entire front of my property is getting a whole, whole bunch of rows of gooseberries. Even if we can't get to them to eat them, they're going to be there. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's really a good place for them. We could grow them. They're very easy to grow. I mean, all we did was stick them in the ground, let them go. Yep. Within a year, we had berries to actually try. Right. And they have a wonderful taste. Yeah, and there's different kinds now. There you know, are. We've got different you, ones. We've got red. We've got white White, ones. yeah. You know, they both got different flavors mm -hmm. as well. They do. And um, I'm, I'm hoping I can can these like I do the blueberries. I'm hoping that that's, that's a possibility and like a, a light syrup or extra light syrup because I really do like these. And I'm also going to make jellies and jams as well. Probably more jams than jellies. Jellies are a lot of work. Jam is much easier. But definitely going to propagate. It's one of my main things with gooseberries, jossas. These are, and now that we've tried them, we know we like them. For our food forests, these are really definitely the berry plants we want to be focusing right, on. Right, yeah. Um, and gojis. Yeah. Because they grow. I mean... The I can't eat them. I can't eat them straight. Yeah, and I and we were listening to Jack Spirico here the other day on one. He was talking about how easy they were to grow as well. And he says he doesn't like the flavor either unless they're dehydrated. We, we've dehydrated a lot just I for just for storage. Well, I have I don't know if I've tried any after we've dehydrated just because I know what the taste is before. So I was trying to throw a few into random things and eat them with just just so I can get the nutrients and the benefits from those. I almost think you could use it as a pepper replacement myself. Because it's got that strong peppery taste. Yeah. I think if you're doing like something hot and spicy, like something with some sweet honey and like, like a Cajun chicken, you could probably take some of that crushed goji, mix it in with that honey mixture. Don't heat it up because you destroy the properties of the honey right. and the heat. But put that in there because it does have that peppery flavor. I could probably eat it then. Maybe. Maybe. It's more of a savory berry than it is a sweet. Right. <laughs> and then the other plant that we cannot get to grow, no matter what we do. Elderberries. I hate elderberries. <laughs> really. I love the taste, but I hate grow. I can't. I hate them. Yeah, these here were so cheap. I was like, hey, let's try them again. One more time. Try them. So we were putting these in, you know, where some had died again. And one, 
the sections closer to where the pumpkin patch was. And, you know, just seeing what happens. We've got one that has done really good and grown really tall, but one isn't going to do anything when it just produces like, you know. A tablespoon. <laughs> uh, you know, 30 little <laughs> berries, you know. And you're not supposed to eat them straight. No, you're not. Um, and I'm not doing the work for 30 berries. Right, yeah. I mean, what was it they say? They contain a small amount of arsenic. Is that or what they say? Like yeah, cyanide, I think. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. I guess it was. But that's why you're supposed to cook them down. Yes, so we are, we, we're, one more shot, I've already told them, I, we, I want them so bad. <laughs> we, we've already replaced our other elderberry land, that's what Aaron called them, elderberry land, yeah. and on our property, um, with other projects that make more sense for us, because that's where the lily pad for the ducks is going, and also where we are putting, um, like our garlic, and putting some other items that we really are more important for our homestead at this point yeah yeah until we can figure out what we're doing wrong on or where they need to go or where they need to go yeah um so there is something on here on our list that we i, I was very clear with aaron earlier last summer we were not buying anymore till we figured out the problem and that was grapes yes so we've been having the i think it's called black rot issue with those mm -hmm. And we're having a hard time controlling that to yes. get, I mean, we are producing a ton. We are. But they're getting, they're getting the black rot and dying off before they're ready to pick. Mm -hmm. um, lots of things talk about, you know, some commercial non-organic things to spray them with, which we don't want to do. Uh, we have been using the copper fungicide. fungicide on it. But at the same time, we weren't, they say it does better if you get it on when it's dormant before they get in. So one of our things is to um, try to get it on this year when it's dormant. Last year, the issue was um, it's, it came out earlier due to like a warm spell and we didn't get it on in time and we had a, a newborn and preemie newborn as well so that didn't help with that but in the year before was when it just first appeared and it was already in the season so that's yeah. why we're trying to get it on right now to see if that will um you know maybe keep them from getting it this year because we have a massive grape area we do and they are doing really well. They are. We are past our three-year. We're in the four- and five-year mark for mm -hmm. a lot of these, and they are starting to produce. Um, and we want grapes. I love grapes. Yeah. Love grapes. Aaron likes grapes. Now, these grapes are not really good for fresh eating. We've not had one that we've really... And, and I don't know if it's because we can't get them ripe enough, um, because most of them should be turning purple, but the problem is the black rot starts to hit and they're gone um, yeah. before they ever get purple. Because I prefer purple grape, and but at the same time, it takes up a lot of our real estate. That if we can't figure out what's wrong, I'm really almost to the point where we're going to rip this out and use this whole area for berries, because our berries do not have any of these problems. Right, that, that's one good thing about the berries. They have none of these issues. And they are like butted up right up against each other. Mm -hmm. Like we actually have to control our boys and berries 
from our grape vines. Yep. We actually had some area there where our grape vines had died. We had a few that died yeah. because grapes, we've been 50-50 on what survived and what hasn't. Yeah. Um, we've got different ones. We do have purple. We do have some uh, white, some, um, some red ones as well. So we do have different varieties. And the, they're all seedless. Um, the majority. No. We have, I think, two that are not seed. The but, majority are seedless. Yeah. And, um, but it's really, if we can't get it figured out, that, that area just will get ripped out for something else. I mean, that's really where we are with this at this point, because... We can't keep taking up valuable real estate, valuable resources for things that aren't going. Well, we could stick a cane and have black raspberries going that we right. can produce. We know we can produce it abundance. Yeah, yeah. And get from. Now, the other problem we have with our grapes <laughs> is something that flies around. Um, Japanese beetles. Yes. Um, year to year, it depends if they get eat the leaves up pretty good or not they were bad they actually stunted the growth of our blackberries the the cherokees because remember we mm -hmm. couldn't get them to grow as big because they were yeah, last year they got into they did get into the the blackberries pretty bad they were it was pretty bad because they had eaten up all of the leaves so we've got to come up with a solution to that yeah um, as we talked before we we try to stay away from any sort of non- natural organic type of it doesn't have to be organic for us but it has to be something natural um so that we're not putting all kind of chemicals on our, our food. food that that's yeah. our concern our food i i might actually end up doing the trap that pulls them away and put them like behind the garage and get it pulled away from the vines but that we're we're still trying to decide because Aaron's worried it's going to attract more. Yes, I have read that some people say that as well. But I don't know how we could get much more. Uh, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> so, a lot of people might be wondering why do we have so many berries if we're already producing so many? So why? It's food. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, you know, it it is. I mean, it's it's easy growing. If, there's if, work and there's a lot of work uh, with it. Yes, and a lot of nutrition and a lot of benefits to a lot of these type of berries as well. And also the leaves. You can use the raspberry leaves for teas. Mm -hmm. Um, they they help like women's menstrual issues and things like that. The raspberry teas do. Um, it, it's very well known that there's a lot of medicinal properties in some of these leaves. Yeah, and you always read about all the benefits people say of eating some blueberries mm -hmm. as well. You know, well, then you get all these other ones. Each one of them has something else, you know, that's beneficial as well. Um, but at the same time, you know, hey, maybe in the future this is something we have enough of to sell as well if we get to that point. Right. You know, I mean, we always have those type of options too. Exactly. Um a lot of these, you know, I, I wasn't a huge berry fan. I'm still not a huge blueberry fan, but we have found things yeah. that I really like. <laughs> I'm never going to be a blueberry fan. I just don't like them. You're going to have to search long and hard for blueberry. I like the taste of. And I can't stand a honeyberry. <laughs> they just don't taste good. It just don't taste good. And I don't like picking them either. But 
a lot of these berries are things we like to eat, like the gooseberries, the jossa berries, the ants, and everything. So having those, being able to open those up in January, February, March, and April, even May when things start producing, it's such a nice thing to be able to have, to have all these on hand because we do eat them. We make, I bake with them, oatmeal, like Aaron mm -hmm. said. If there's any time I make oatmeal, he can go get a jar, take a couple spoonfuls, and put it on oatmeal. Yep. Because that's one of the things we eat a lot of. Or desserts. Every year for Aaron's birthday, he gets um, some sort of a cake with blueberries in it. Yep. That's like his thing. <laughs> he want, That's what he wants. And that's what I make him. I don't get a homemade cake for my birthday. <laughs> You wouldn't want a homemade cake for your birthday first. Not for, for him, no. <laughs> no, let's be honest. But um, and we freeze them, we can them. I'm also this year really excited about using the freeze dryer to make fruit powder to go in water. Yeah. So that is, I I love fruit flavored water, and I'm so excited about having the ability to have a little bit of that flavor in my water, especially like an Anne. Oh, could you imagine? Like, well, we gotta grow enough. We gotta grow enough where we don't eat them all first, you know. <laughs> but because normally he's like bringing them in, he's like, we gotta wash these and eat them now. So they do because they do go. They go bad fast. They, they will go bad. Like quick. any raspberry. Yeah, any raspberry, you have to basically get them into the freezer that day. You you can't let them sit, especially mm -hmm. when you're towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and. And now, like, even blueberries, you have time. Blueberries are the one you have the most time. You have the most time. To get them into the freezer or, or even just putting them in the fridge for a while. They'll keep for a good period of time. Weeks, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, for us, it's, it's really, you know, having options to have natural... Natural resources, we grew ourselves, we took care of ourselves. This doesn't cost us anything extra. And when we're talking like one berry, I, I can tell you now, we had bowls and bowls and bowls of blueberries. And we yep. would have a bucket of boysens and logans. Yeah. And Well, we have more boysens this year. It seems like a logan berry will come in better one year then the boysen will, yeah. and the boysen will come in better than the Logan will. And I don't quite understand that right, but it seems like they alternate. <laughs> yeah. Now, both of those are amazing tasting they ones are. as well. They're very different. There's nothing you can, yeah. if you've not tasted them, but you're not going to find it at any grocery now, store near us. You might be able to find some of their jams. You might find the jams, yes. You can find the jams at like some of the Amish stores. I've never seen the Logan, but we've seen the boysen. No, we've, we've tried we've the Logan, Logan before, yeah. So, you know, find a place that has, like, jams and jellies, you might find those. And and they're very good, and they make a really good jam and jelly. And, again, we use these for oatmeal. Like, I make so much oatmeal, like, right now, I'm kind of feeling depressed because we can't have oatmeal. I know. I was thinking the same thing when we was talking about this. I was like, gosh, I'd like some oatmeal right now. Because <laughs> it's one of our favorite things, and it doesn't taste good in the microwave. No. No. Well, you have it cooked right. It just, it's not the same. Um, cooking it in the microwave versus cooking it on the stove or even the crock pot. Yeah. Um, there's just um, no comparison. And also, there's a couple of other things, too, is we do have some black goji seeds. We do we have do. some seeds to try as Fish well. Um, don't, 
depending on how everything goes, you know, and when we can plant these and stuff. Um, we have had success with the black goji seeds before. We can get them to a point. We got them, you know, growing, but when we set them out, uh, they, they died, died. Or, or they didn't over winter to the next year uh, as well. So uh, we would like to have those as well because they do say they've got more medicinal properties than the red goji seed. And that's something we really looked at when we started grow, you know, started planting things. Elderberry, all the medicinal properties of elderberry, the aronias. I forgot the, about the aronias. You no, know, we have the aronias that we yeah. have. So, pref- they gray, so grow great. The, so, what one of the key things that aronia says is that they're deer resistant. They are not. The deer every year will eat these things off. Like the, the we tops can't of get the them plants. any taller because the deers eat them. They're yes. doing great. They're doing great. That's one of the things that uh, the bone sauce is going on. Yes, definitely. Because we can't get them any... Those and the mulberries. Yeah. We we can grow mulberries, which I can't get them to grow right now. Right. Deer are like uh, chomping on them. So we, we have lots of success on certain things if we can get the wildlife and the the bugs to cooperate yeah yeah but we definitely look at medicinal properties the antioxidants the vitamins that they provide that's one of the things we Mm -hmm. always look at when we're looking at plants to grow not just what do we think we might like or what we think we're gonna like um but also what they can provide because i was really hesitant to do gooseberry I was. I mean, we yep. held off on gooseberry for years. We, we did. That was one was like, yeah, let's let's try a couple of gooses, you know. And then the next year we had one, and we were like, I was like, ooh, ooh, I like this. Yeah. It's God. It's kind of like a grape, but it's not. A bigger. It's so much bigger. If it yeah. once it grows, so right. We've had a few that are smaller. Yeah. But the plants are only like twelve inches high. Yeah, but I mean. There's lots of different berries that we have, and I'm sure right now we've there's some we didn't even think of to tell you about that we have either. <laughs> or that we're planning on putting out. Or, right, yeah. So, I mean, there are, we use them in so many ways, and I like them so much, and hopefully, hopefully the little one does too. Hopefully the little one likes blueberries. And we get something cooked blueberry-wise every week. <laughs> well, she'll have to learn how to cook. <laughs> and you could put that on the list after peanut butter balls. <laughs> so what, I guess you're most excited about the blueberry this year? Um, I don't know. I mean, all the berries always excite me, per se. It's just, um, hopefully... You know, another couple years after all these are planted, that we do have a good crop from uh, most of these. Um, we always, you know, if something does has been dying off, we have been replacing it uh, with something as well. Uh, like for the blueberries, for example, that was two that um, are dying off that uh, we're replacing. Um, so, uh, it's, you know, I, I guess, I mean, I guess just getting to the point of having some fresh berries is what I'm looking for the most too. I, I don't, I like them, but they're, you know, 
until they're actually producing enough for me to really eat my, my feel. Because um, I, I do love the Black Jewels. So I would say, you know, the Black Jewels, the Ams, um, and those Mac Black, Mac Black uh, Black Raspberries, they're probably, you know, the ones I'm more excited about having more of those options. Because those are, uh, as you can see, I like the sweeter the sweeter things. I don't want the things that are that are tart and have no <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she she tends to lean toward all the sweeter berries, that's for sure. I do. It's sweeter fruit. Yes, so uh, if you got any comments, suggestions on any of the upcoming podcast you want to hear, anything on it, or any feedback in general, you know, you can send that to the Kenny Couple at Yahoo.com. And, you know, make sure to go check us out on YouTube. Um, go over and subscribe. We are on Rumble now as well. Um, so if you want to go over there and follow us, um, all of our videos are, are, are up on Rumble as well. Uh, well, some of them are in the process of transferring over, but all the newer ones are coming up there as well. And you can find links to all of our links on Linktree slash The Candy Couple. And as always, thank you for joining us on Rural Reliance with The Candy Couple, where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a wonderful day.